Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today, the New York Times accidentally does a journalism. Donald Trump sues E. Jean Carroll for defamation and a biology professor is fired for saying that sex is <gasps> determined by chromosomes. We've got all of that coming more and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and a new report from the New York Times yesterday titled Competing Accounts of the Justice Department's Handling of the Hunter Biden Case laid out the differences between IRS whistleblower testimony and what Attorney General Merrick Garland contends regarding the record levels of interference the DOJ is accused of perpetrating. Though the title seems to lay out the story as a he said, she said battle, the author's quietly admitted that they had independently confirmed the whistleblower allegations. And when I say quietly, I mean like 20 paragraphs down in the entire article from the report written by New York Times hacks, I'm sorry, journalists Glenn Thrush and Michael Schmidt. In mid-2022, U.S. Attorney David Weiss reached out to the top federal prosecutor in Washington, Matthew Graves, to ask his office to pursue charges and was rebuffed, according to Mr. Shapley's testimony. A similar request to prosecutors in the Central District of California, which includes Los Angeles, was also rejected, Mr. Shapley testified. A second former IRS official who had not been identified told House Republicans that same story. That episode was confirmed independently to the New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. Wait a second. Is there a third whistleblower? Like what? That feels like a detail that you'd want to run with if you were like an actual journalist interested in telling the truth, no matter the cost to your political party. You'd want that maybe, I don't know, in the headline. But then again, this is the same outlet who, upon learning of Hunter Biden's plea deal for multiple crimes that would send you or I to prison for a very long time, upon learning of the treasure trove of evidence that House committee members have documenting Joe and Hunter's criminal bribery schemes with foreign nationals, decided to run a piece entitled... The real lesson from the Hunter Biden saga with the byline, it isn't about presidential corruption, but a determined parent battling his son's addiction with unconditional love. Ah, yes. A vice president sending his crackhead son to foreign countries to shake down corrupt corporations like the mafia. Mm, so touching. And for his part, A.G. Merrick Garland today was asked by a reporter about the alleged DOJ interference. Here's what he had to say. You said previously you've stayed out of the Hunter Biden investigation. It's been on David Weiss to figure that out. Can you once and for all shed a little light? There seems to be a little confusion on what's going on here. I'd be happy to. As I said at the outset, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. And he was never told no. 
I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. Hmm. Well, Grandpa Joe was also asked about Hunter's message to a CCP associate indicating that he was in on the mafia shakedowns the entire time. And uh, things got a little testy. Watch. President Biden, how involved, President Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? Were you involved? No. Were you? No. Ugh. Sounds like things might be heating up for the Biden crime family. Here to discuss this and more, we have Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, and Jason Buttrell, reader of all things nobody else in the building wants to read. <laughs> Did I get that right? That's smart. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is a, eesh. you know, sometimes you're like, is Joe saying this because he, like, people with dementia often get angry for, like, wrong reasons or because he's defensive because he, all of the things that he's done that he never thought that anyone would find out about people are actually asking him about including the media who he's used to just running cover for him and you know making excuses like that new york Times, that beautiful touching new york times article yes about. is the answer to yeah that. can it be yeah. both yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of the above <laughs> correct sure seems like both yeah um, yeah i mean actually you're right on this media thing. I mean, we're going into this tonight on Studios America as well, the Biden extortion machine. And, and going into, it's not, because it's not, you know, it's not a Hunter Biden problem. We always say it's not a Hunter Biden problem. It's a Joe Biden problem. Eh, that's not really real. It's not a Hunter Biden problem. It's not a Joe Biden problem. It's a Biden family problem. Mm -hmm. Jim Biden's in there. Their kids are in there. I think they're like, this This new granddaughter they have in, you know, from the stripper is, I'm pretty sure has a, has his own, like, you know, her own shell corporation off the coast of Madagascar. <laughs> I don't know. It really no, is. No, not her. They not won't her. acknowledge her that's existence. Right. I, that's true. They won't give her anything. Um, you know, I think it's really uh, interesting that the media is addressing this. There was a yeah. big report on CBS News where they brought in mm -hmm. Shapley and they asked him fair questions. They showed the evidence he had to back up the fact. And an email at the time that said, "I tried to get more uh, from from uh, when it comes to charges, and I was turned. Uh, I was told that uh, mm -hmm. Weiss was not the guy making the final decision from Weiss." Mm -hmm. uh, you know. They did a good report on him. They, uh, the media harassed Corinne Jean-Pierre for like five minutes the other day with question after question after question after question. And you wonder why, right? Like this all could have been done two years ago and, and probably Biden would have already been out of office and we would have been talking about who the next person in running for the Democratic Party is. And you wonder why this is. And, and the only thing I can come up with is that they're, they're starting to become a, a group of people in the media who are seeing how this plays out. And you know, you can you can run interference for bank records because nobody understands them. WhatsApp messages, yeah. it gets really hard. And I think there's a part of the media that's saying, look, we have a window right now to go after this and show that this is going the wrong direction so we can bring in a Gavin Newsom or somebody yeah. else before this all goes awry. This is our window. We get into you know summer next year when this stuff might be going through the courts further and we're not going to have that opportunity. I wonder if that's part of it. I wonder if part of it is that they're just embarrassed that, it's, that they've been used like this by the Biden administration this whole time. Eventually, even media members have shame and perhaps we've hit that point. <laughs> oh, that is... That's that's a low place to be <laughs> it is. where media members finally have shame. I'm you're looking at the directions this is going in. I see storm clouds and they're getting darker. I think this is crazy. We, we could have the next election where 
both candidates are in some kind of legal trouble. Mm. I mean, I, I, I actually, I'm actually seeing a light at the end of the tunnel on this, which normally I would have said, no, nothing's ever going to happen. But I mean, let's just take, you know, this, this Garland thing and this New York Times article. I mean, th- that's amazing that they are admitting that even the New York Times can't run cover for the left on this anymore. They've got to at least acknowledge a little sliver of it. And I mean, I, I don't. So, so Weiss in Delaware he clearly did not, if, if, if everything the whistleblower says is true, he clearly did not have the power that Garland told Congress in a Senate hearing. He straight up told them that he did have the power. He lied to Congress, if this is true. Like, I don't know, there's no other way around it. So the allegation is, is that Weiss wanted to prosecute certain crimes that went all the way back to 2014. We're talking Burisma, we're talking about... I'm visualizing all the chalkboards out on this yeah. stage right now that yeah. we've done on this, the questions we had. And we pleaded, please ask these questions. Yep. Well, the IRS was trying to ask these questions. Yeah. But there was a prosecutor in, or a U.S. attorney in California, there was, a, there was a U.S. attorney in the District of Columbia, and I think somewhere else, that straight up told Weiss, no, we're not, we're not uh, prosecuting. Even though they recommended prosecuting, they straight up said no. So Weiss, the Trump appointee, the other uh, U.S. attorneys are Biden appointees. Weiss said, okay, give me a special prosecutor because we've got to look into these things because the statute of limitations is now out on them. We need someone to look into them. Someone higher than him, I don't know who, but someone higher said, uh, we're not going to give you the special prosecutor. How else do you describe this except the DOJ under Biden completely shut down an investigation on the president's son? There's no other way around it. I, I just don't see it. You talk about deep state. You got you. First things first. You've got to impeach Garland on this, and that clip you mm-hmm. showed, I think, will be played at his impeachment. Mm-hmm. That on top of his testimony to uh, to the Senate. Uh, yep. Explain this right. because everyone else is saying that you completely lied to us and you're doing this. It goes all the way up to Garland. It goes out to multiple different uh, U.S. attorneys. I don't know how many others are involved. Then go further. It's got to go to Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It's got to. There's got to be some kind of direction. It's his DOJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just... this It feels like a tipping point in the country that, like, if that doesn't happen, if nothing happens to uh, Merrick Garland, to uh, Joe Biden, if we don't see impeachments, Chris Ray, like... I feel like that, I mean, that really is a precipice here because then you're, you're talking about a new election um, where Americans don't already feel like their elections are not safe and secure, right? And you have um, potentially, let's say Joe Biden gets a record number of votes again and um, he, like, what is to stop people from just doing whatever the hell they want at this point if you can do something like what these people did, got caught doing we have evidence of it, and then nothing happens to them. Like it, ju- I mean, it feels like like if this isn't handled, th- it's just it just becomes a free for all. You work in government, it just becomes a free for all. Yeah. Like I, I, like ha- like you have to pump the brakes and you have to make an example out of them, or like we've just completely lost this thing. I, I, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I think we are going to see something happen 
over this. I, I feel like we I, have I, to. We, we, we have to, but I don't think there's any stopping it now. Yeah. Before, I would say something will get mixed up somewhere, and then they'll get off scot-free. They always do. Right. They're too big to fail. But, I mean, uh, this the text message you were talking about, or the WhatsApp messages, those are extremely significant. Yeah. I mean, and Explicit. Yeah. They're explicit. And you got to ask. I mean, they talk about partnerships, yep. partnerships that they had. Ask yourself this one question. What possible skills do the Biden family have as a whole have to offer Chinese businessmen that are connected to the CCP? Mm-hmm. Nothing except, What's, except Joe's influence. Except Joe. That, that's it. And when he's saying he, my father is sitting right next to me, when John Solomon comes out, do you guys see this today? And says that, uh, that um, he knew back, this is back in 2019 when he was still at the Hill. He said that he got his hand on uh, off of some uh, off some documents that he FOIA'd or something, but there was a phone number on there, and it had something to do with Hunter Biden. When he called that phone number just to see who answered, Joe Biden answered. Shut up. Joe Biden. It was his burner phone that he carried with him. I guess when he was globe trotting all over the world. Wow. Look this up right now. He just he just said this right now. But he he the the hill uh, his, the hill editors knew about it, and I guess didn't let him report on this. Well, he had lots of issues there. Yeah, they were turning him into an opinion columnist. It, he was exposing too much true stuff, yeah, I guess. You know. So. But I mean, wow. I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. The storm clouds are getting darker. More and more of this stuff is coming out. John Solomon, he said this. I can't. He was on some news uh, thing. I think it was last night. But he said there's another uh, whistleblower. I think from the SEC that's about to come forward as well. This stuff is just ramping up, yeah. ramping up, ramping up. Yeah. So two pieces of this. I think it's interesting to watch as it develops. You have a situation where it's going to be hard for them to deny that this is going on, right? And I think, like, what you've had from Joe Biden so far is, my son has done nothing wrong. Now, we've, we know mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's now... Smartest admi- man I know. Right, yeah. yeah. Smartest yeah. man I know. He's done nothing wrong, even though he's confessed and, and pled, pled guilty to crimes. He's done nothing wrong. That one's dead now. But the other one was this idea that he wasn't using my name for influence. He wasn't using me. Now, Joe still has the hair, the little, the, 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 by a thread, he's hanging on to the fact that we did not see them in the room together when this message was sent. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that. We know he was driving the Corvette the same day. We know Hunter was driving that Corvette. We know he was at that Delaware house. But we don't know for sure that Joe was involved in this. It is theoretically plausible, if you erase a lot of the other stuff that we know, that a crackhead son would use his rich father for influence without his father's knowledge. Still theoretically plausible. But the press now needs to go and get Biden on the record, Joe mm-hmm. Biden, mm-hmm. saying, yes, I, by the way, I've been telling you for years he wasn't doing this. It's clear now he was. I cannot trust my son. I have to realize that he has he has let me down. He was using me. This is a real problem for us. I had nothing to do with it. Get him on the record because when this starts coming out more, you'll have something to beat him up with. Secondarily, on the political side, I think it's interesting because all the Trump stuff that you mentioned is likely to uh, either a deal comes up at some point and they, he decides to pull the trigger on it or this stuff doesn't get resolved until after the election. This Biden stuff, while it may not get to a criminal resolution that we all desire, honestly, um, at this point, it may give enough um, political cover for those independents who are looking at this race and saying, well, Trump's in a lot of trouble, but Biden's in a lot of trouble. So I don't know, maybe I'm just going to throw that all out. 
Like, that's really important to mm-hmm. Trump, because I think there are people, there's very few people who are going to make up their minds based on, you know, whether he had documents or, or all this nonsense. But I think there are some people in the middle who aren't particularly political that hear the reporting on Trump all the time. And if this can rise up to a level where at least there's doubt on both sides, politically, this is a big win if Trump is the nominee. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead. And well, when we come back, let's talk about Donald Trump's uh, defamation suit that he has filed today. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So uh, Patriot Mobile is there for everyday Americans who maybe are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every single product you consume. You might not think about your phone company supporting all of these crazy radical values that you're probably spending your hard earned uh, money and time fighting against. But They are. In fact, when I was at the Dallas Pride Parade getting uh, footage undercover, there was T-Mobile with their big logo in all rainbows and trans flags and doing cute little temporary tattoos with gay pride symbols on it and all that. So just saying, there it is right there. If you don't want to support a company that takes a portion of your money and donates it to causes that you're fighting against, you need to go to Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they're going to give you nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you're going to get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics you can you can change your number or you can port it over Uh, you can use your phone or you can buy a new one but you will know that uh, when you when you pay your bill it's not going to the woke places anymore. It's going to causes that you support. You can go to patriotmobile.com news and get free activation today with the offer code news. Stop paying big mobile to push woke ideology. Go to patriotmobile.com news. So Donald Trump is suing E. Jean Carroll for defamation over comments she made on CNN following the verdict in her civil suit against him. So uh, you guys will recall the jury found uh, Trump guilty of. Well, it's not guilty. What is it like? Liable. Liable. Thank you. Uh, Found him liable uh, for sexual abuse, but not rape. Of course, her claim was rape, which I. I don't even understand. I don't understand either. Um, But they very clearly uh, said that he was not liable for rape. And on CNN, after she learned of the verdict, she, uh, you know, they said, well, they found that Trump sexually abused you but didn't rape you. She on CNN said, well, I just immediately say in my own head, oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. So Donald Trump is accusing her of defaming him by making that statement when the jury just decided that he had not, in fact, raped her. And I just wanted to, I thought this would be a nice little fun time to play just some flashbacks of Donald Trump um, talking about what he says is, you know, his only interaction with this woman. He doesn't know her. And just some, some fascinating tidbits about her. Watch. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be African-American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. (laughs) The judge wouldn't allow to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. <laughs> like a whole nother, like he presses a whole nother button and a whole nother voice comes out on that word. Like Only China. for Vagina and China. And China, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to I wanna play, oh, do, do you have just that part? 
Is that what you're doing? Okay, I want to play also uh, Trump later on calling her a whack job. Watch. And I swear, and I've never done that. And I swear to I have no idea who the hell. She's a Mr. whack President, job. You, you did not. <laughs> Fair summary. So now he is suing her for defamation. Yeah, I mean, this is so bizarre because they're, obviously they're just throwing everything at this guy, right? This is what the this is the strategy. You're going to try to you know make it so that I mean, people in the middle won't vote for him. Right. That maybe you throw him into prison. Maybe he's maybe he's you know on, on a debate on a Zoom call behind bars. You're just hoping to throwing everything at this guy. And it's funny because this case in particular, obviously it's so long ago. These cases cannot be adjudicated this much. You can't have a multiple decade separation between an incident and a, and, a, and a discussion and a trial and all this. It's just ridiculous. But like, if you step back and you say, okay, let's say he did do this. He really assaulted this woman inside of Bergdorf Goodman in the middle of the day. And I mean, it does, it's such a bizarre story. I don't believe he did. Mm-mm. But if he did, I would not want him to be president of the United States. I would not want someone who committed sexual assault to be president of the United States right. under any circumstance, right. right? At least this crime, in theory, if he did it, would make me say, I don't want to vote for this guy. The documents thing is the exact opposite. I don't even care if he did it. <laughs> I literally don't care if he had a document in his possession that he had previously seen in the White House and showed it to a biographer. Like, it's just a crime I don't care about. I don't, I mean, he's done all sorts of stuff. He did not make it easy on himself. He creates a lot of his own problems, as we all know. It may wind up being a legal thing. But, like, what person is changing their vote based on the document storage habits of the former president of the United States? I think nobody. There are other things they go after him for that at least are serious accusations that might run thin on the facts. But this one is like... I mean, they just are trying everything, and it's frustrating. Just let the American people decide. It, yeah, but it does seem weird to me, like, keep, if you keep, keep the story out of the news, and I feel like if you're Trump, you want to keep you want to keep this out of the news. It's already been removed from the news cycle. You're bringing it back into the news cycle by saying Trump sues her for defamation, and now we're sitting here talking about it again. Um, if I'm Trump, I probably just want it to go away, but then again, he probably feels some sort of if he didn't do it, which I don't think he did either, he probably feels some sort of like, screw you. Like, you keep coming at me. You keep accusing me of these things I'm not doing, and now I'm pushing back, maybe. Yeah, I, I, my, my favorite part of that, those clips, is how he was, like, very adamant. I don't know her, never met her. Who the hell is this woman? By the way, her husband's name is this. Her <laughs> cat's name is this. There was this one time I went to 7-Eleven and got a taquito. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that... <laughs> After a court's made a decision, you can just go on cable news and then say this man is a rapist. Mm-hmm. I think he might have some, you know, grounds for, uh, you know, saying that this is defamation. Certainly she has grounds for her defamation suit that she also launched after the trial. Mm. And he does as well. And, you know, I think you're right. Normally you would want this to go away. Yeah. I don't think Trump ever has that instinct. Does he? Nah. <laughs> like he just uh. wants to be in the news all the time for whatever. And he wants to be fighting about whatever. That's like the, you know, that's yeah. central to Donald Trump's yeah. personality. And I think especially in the primary, it's helpful. I, I think the more he's seen as being unfairly targeted, uh, you know, we talked about this on the show the other day. Uh, we were talking about it before we came on the air. Th- like, you get defensive of Trump even if you don't like Trump yeah. because of of how often he's attacked. I think that helps him th- through the primary. And I don't think he minds it being in the news, especially because I think most people see through it and think there's no way that happened. It just doesn't make any sense. You, going back to the, the classified documents, uh, 
scandal that you brought up. I thought that it was odd that CNN actually leaked the audio only because like it feel you're able to build up this big story of just like, oh, my God, he was sharing all of these secrets with a, a writer. How could he? And then you hear him and you hear how ridiculous it is, right? How casual it is. The context in which he is actually sharing it, which was just to say they lied about me. Mm-hmm. And here's proof that they lied about me. And you're like, this was already a nothing burger. And you, to me, releasing the audio made it just more irrelevant. Well, the, yeah, the, and the, the, this whole thing is, is, is very, very odd. For, for one, and even the New York, New York Times has admitted this, they haven't f- actually found the document that, he, that, that's, <laughs> that he's that's talked about in the audio. To. It's not in the charges. It, it's, it's, yeah, so like, I, I'm not sure how that is the smoking gun. Yeah. Right. But even still, the story is not the audio. The story is CNN actually having yes. the audio. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Where did they get it from? Where did they get it? Exactly. They didn't just like walk. They weren't just like walking down, you know, <laughs> you know, Fifth Avenue and they tripped and fell on the audio. Right. Like it came from the DOJ. Right. Now, how, how did Prime, that, right? Exactly. That's Prime, what Prime. they're Prime. literally Prime. trying to prosecute Donald Trump for doing the same thing. Right. So how do you not get a mistrial off of this? How? Like you have to look into this. Have they asked for one? Yeah. Has the Trump team asked for one? <laughs> Who knows if he even has lawyers this week? <laughs> he seems to go. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would be like, I that would be will. something that maybe they're just getting their all of their puzzle pieces together. But yeah. you would hope that they would ask for like, as soon like ASAP, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. very, very quickly yeah. would be what I would want. I would think so too. And, and you know, I think it's interesting because, like, obviously this seems like it's bluster from Trump. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Did he, would, would he do this? I don't know if you guys have ever read one of these, like, tell-all biographies of a president or an administration. I've read a zillion of them because it's my, one of my dumb jobs that I have to read crap that people <laughs> don't want to, no one else wants to read. But why do you think they're interesting? Why do you think we learn so much from them? Because all of these officials are telling them classified information. Mm -hmm. It's happening all the time with these biographies. Mm -hmm. We all know it's happening. If you've ever read one of them, you would be able to detect that this is happening all the time. And so, like, it's not even that, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Look, if we found out that Donald Trump sold this this document to Iran, it would be a massive deal. And I would, again, never want him to be president again. That is not, that's not even accused here. It's just, was he sloppy, maybe? You know, did he give himself a hard time by not just going through and getting this over with and giving them the stupid documents? Yes, and this is what Trump does. You know, he he doesn't always make his own road very easy. But, like, who's going to change their mind on this? What person is like, you know, I think Donald Trump's policies are really good. He's the right person for the job. But those documents, they were near a shower, guys. I don't know. That's too close for documents. What if it gets wet? Like, no, there's no person who makes that determination. It's it, To me, it's a big waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to go down, like, there's the two other ones about the election, right? Georgia and, uh, and the federal uh, case mm-hmm. about the election. I don't think they're going to find anything there that's going to change minds either. But at mm-hmm. least there's the theoretical potential. If you found him doing something that was blatantly illegal in that time period, maybe some people would change their mind. Document storage? That ain't it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back. want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who maybe you live in constant pain, uh, arthritis, uh, you know, maybe you have knee problems, whatever the case may be. You really need to try Relief Factor. The bunch of us have tried it at the studio. I think you have too, Jason. You said knees because my knees are 
just trashed from the Marine Corps. Yeah. And I couldn't run anymore, but I got on Relief Factor. And it was like after, I don't know, like it was like for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I was already able to get on and do three miles again. Which crazy. is just like. Blew me away. Similar to so many people's stories of just like it really started working within a week, within two weeks. I could already tell a huge difference in my pain. I am one of those people. Glenn Beck is also one of those people. A lot of us here at The Blaze have had success stories with Relief Factor. And in fact, 70% of the people who buy their three-week quick start that you can go get at their website uh, reorder it because it's working for them. So if you're living in pain, this is going to help you with the inflammation, uh, which is often the root cause of your pain. So it's going to eliminate the root cause. You can go to relieffactor.com. Go get you that three-week quick start. It is relieffactor.com. A Texas college biology professor is uh, out of a job now after 20 years of teaching because he dared actually teach biology, which is, I think, what he was hired to teach, but somehow he's not allowed to teach it anymore. This is Johnson Varkey. Uh, he was a former, he is a former professor at St. Philip's College in San Antonio, and uh, several students apparently complained about his lectures because they contained, they said, religious preachings, discriminatory comments about homosexuals and transgender individuals, anti-abortion rhetoric, and misogynistic banter. Oh, no. I want to play for you, uh, Professor Varkey. He is uh, with First Liberty, because First Liberty is helping him out now that he has been fired, and we're very thankful for the folks over at First Liberty. Uh, we tried to have Mr. Varkey on today, and we just couldn't make it work. Um, but I want to play for you him explaining to First Liberty some of the components of the class that he was teaching and the comments that he made. Watch. That day I was teaching the chapter on um, human reproductive system. So, uh, in, when I teach human reproductive system, you know, I emphasize on the fact that male and female, uh, or the maleness or the femaleness are controlled by two genes. See, in our, all our cells, we have 23 pairs of genes, and uh, sorry, chromosomes, chromosomes. So the 23rd pair is that determines the sex of a person. So if that 23rd pair of chromosomes are X and X, it is a female, and if it's X and Y, it's a male. And um, I mentioned in the class that that's what makes male and female not our thinking. Then the second thing I would mention is you know, to perpetuate human species, to continue our species, not just human species, any species, the sex has to be between male and female, not between two men or two women. To continue the species, that's how the body is designed, so it, the sex has to be between male and female. Oh no, that was... He just sounds like that a was, professor. That was, big, that, was, <laughs> that, was kinda, that was bigoted. You just look at that guy and you can tell he's just throwing out misogynistic, yeah, you, know, like, I, you can just tell he's that kind of guy. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, like, I don't know what they were expecting when they came to biology class, what they were expecting to hear, um, but this professor, as I said, has obtained uh, First Liberty who uh, say that you know his rights were violated because of religious beliefs and protected speech. And um, I hope, 
I hope that he has a very giant payday mm, for I this. Do I do too. Um, as we learned from Kataji Brown Jackson. Oh, I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> only a biologist can tell between the difference between a man He's and a woman. He's the one guy qualified. He's the one guy, and wow. even he now can't do it. So yeah. now we really have no ideas. If we uh, can't listen to the biologist, who can we listen to? Yeah, it's really wild. I mean, you know, you think about these big cultural conversations. We have them all the time in culture war type stuff. And, and a lot of times we talk about it, one issue and we don't think about all the ramifications mm-hmm. that come from this, right? Like one of the big things they're talking about now, there's a big movement in that when you are, if you are a married couple, man and woman, and you go to, uh, you want to have a baby and it's not working for whatever reason, you go to a doctor, they say, oh, here's the reason it's not working. You need this fertility treatment. That fertility treatment usually is covered by your insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, the new thing is that gay and lesbian couples are going to the doctors and they're saying, we can't have children either. And they want to get some surrogacy or something paid for by the insurance. And they're mm-hmm. saying, well, we can't do it. And the insurance companies are saying, well, well, our health insurance works like this. If you have a body that's supposed to work a certain way and it doesn't work that way, we pay for you to try to fix it. Your bodies are working exactly how they were designed. <laughs> like They're not supposed to produce children. But again, in this world, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, as of right now, that's not decided. Some companies are paying for it just out of the, you know, Disney, by the way, of course, is one of them just paying oh, of course. For, out of the goodness of their own oh. heart. But like, what's fascinating about that is like, we live in a society that we all know eventually the government is going to force that down the throat of these insurance companies. It's going 100% going to happen, and it changes the whole dynamic. As Glenn was talking about a little bit on radio today, insurance is supposed to go work against risk. The insurance company knows, okay, 10% of people won't be able to have children. We'll pay for that. That's how much this is going to cost. There's no risk with two women or two men not being able to have children. There's 0% of them can. We know that because we actually understand biology. Uh, but in this world where men can get pregnant, uh, right. I guess we don't know that anymore. And it's go- it has all sorts of crazy consequences like this. I That was offensive and very transphobic. <laughs> <still. clears throat> Jason, I'm hoping you will be a little bit less bigoted than my other guest. Oh, I, Every time <laughs> I, I wade into this, I usually get that big card that says Jason yeah. said the thing you're not supposed to say. Um, yeah, they, I, I just can't imagine. Hold on. Let me, let me add a detail to this. I'm just trying to like, um, stall the, like the slate being put up where Jason (laughs) stops this from being put on YouTube. But, um, four students in his class, he says, walked out that day. And I just can't, like, I remember going to college and I can't remember a world in which like, I thought that it was appropriate for me as a student to get so offended and mad at what my my professor said that I got up and walked out. Like, what entitled little children? Mm, yeah, great point. I mean, it's pretty crazy that, like, four butthurt kids yeah. got this guy fired. <laughs> I know. I mean, but, I mean, you got to think that that's the power that's being mm-hmm. levied at some of these universities. The the outside lobbies, even not, not just the lobbies, but the, the, the financiers, people, you know, companies like BlackRock that are, mm-hmm. you know, pushing things like DEI down on some of these universities. There was a study not too long ago that talked about just how many DEI uh, officers or whatever the hell you you call them are just spread out like tentacles in all these different universities. There was more at one school, there was more DEI officials than there were like in the entire history department Mm. at that school. 
Oh. And that, that's the thing. It's not just someone like that's at Human Resources or whatever. They'll have an they'll have an office, you know, like a main office at Human Resources. Then they'll have another branch of the office in each different department of the university, making sure you know, just cracking that whip, <laughs> ensuring that it's followed the way they want it to to be followed. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. And, and to this point of how fast it's moving. I mean, up until I thought it was like I don't know two weeks ago. We were told when people would talk about gender and all these things, and we would make these very obvious points, they would say, well, no, biological sex is the chromosome thing. Gender is something right, else. Right, say, right. He's actually seemingly adopting yep. that phraseology, saying this yep. is biological sex, and now even that yep. is getting him fired. We come, we've come so far so fast on this, and part of that is probably good because I think it allows people to catch it. Right. Like when it's slow moving, we just tend to kind of accept everything on a new tolerance basis of that week. This has been so in our face. Hey, Leah Thomas is kicking your daughter's ass and swimming. It's so in your face that I think people are rejecting it largely. But I mean, you know, it's happening really quickly. We've come a long way very, very fast. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. Well, um, Jason, if you didn't get the slate up for uh, the last segment, <laughs> it's, now. it's probably going to happen now. I'm going to be very careful with my words, but I-, I would just like to state as I start this story that all of this is like a, a, a study, like a scientific study that that's in JAMA. So if you'd like to take it up with anyone, you can take it up with the uh, scientists and people who uh, did this study. This is a new study from Denmark that found that um, you guys are going to be shocked to hear this. Transgender people are at a significantly higher risk of suicide than the general population. Uh, The question posed was, do transgender individuals have higher rates of suicide attempt and mortality than non-transgender individuals Uh, in this finding? Transgender individuals identified through hospital and administrative registers had, so this is not, this is like after a transition, right? Had significantly higher rates of suicide attempt, 7.7 times higher, suicide mortality, suicide unrelated mortality, 3.5 times, and all cause mortality, two times compared with non-transgender individual. And this particular study spanned more than four decades, uh, found, of course, that transgender individuals had higher rates of suicide attempt and mortality compared with non, non-transgender people. Um, this, and it didn't, it did not specifically because it had to use those registers. It could not tell. Um, this one in particular did not show, uh, pre or post op, but you're looking at registers that would already indicate that they had already completed a significant amount of transition if they are being, you know, identified in, in the hospital registers as this. And this just goes along. This isn't the first documentation that we see that shows that changing yourself and pretending that you're something that you're not does not cure this. It just makes it worse. And it is just so sad. You know, I get called anti-trans all the time. And I'm like, actually, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one in the world that gives a enough about these people to actually speak out and say something because you guys are pushing them into a lifestyle that is making them more prone to all of this stuff. 
Mm. I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. <laughs> yeah, you are, uh, first <laughs> of all. Yeah, no, it's true. And I mean, how do you blow this off? If you're on the left, you're going to say, you're going to say, oh, well, it's just because of those evil right-wing people who make them feel bad about it, and that's why they're killing themselves. That's obviously insane at this point. Uh, or you're just going to make really loud noises and hope you don't hear the person reading it. Uh, on the right, it's an interesting conversation, though, I think. People who are, let's say, sane. The cause and the effect is interesting. You, because some people, I think, think, okay, you go through this transition, and then you're upset, it screws your life up, so you commit suicide. That is one way to do it, and it probably is a part of it at some, uh, for some people. The other part of it, though, is like the transition itself is a, is a sign of severe, um, you know, instability. Jason's just going to say right, it. Jason's going to say it. We're probably already kicked off anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I do think like, you know, having an issue, a real serious issue with, I was born as a woman and I'm going to decide that I'm a man. Like that person has so much mental stress mm-hmm. as it is. And one of the terrible things about this is they build it up in their mind that this will solve all their problems. As you noted, Sarah, like when they find out it doesn't, it's like if you have this like, I've got this last second cancer cure. It's, you know, someone's going to do some natural treatment or whatever, and you go there and you try it and it doesn't work. It's depressing. You you built this up in your mind of this one last stab at happiness. And then when you realize it gets you nowhere and you actually feel worse, then you feel like there's no hope. That is not a solution. It's not gender affirming care. Uh, and it is not something to threaten parents with when you tell them if you don't do this, your kid will commit suicide. This is a this is the path to uh, to destruction for so many people, and and, it's, and this you know, this this study proves it over four decades. To to Stu's point, uh, with these the in within the transgender people that they had in this study, more than forty percent of them had some sort of a psychiatric diagnosis compared to seven percent of the. You stole the one stat that I was just about to say <laughs> that I because I had read this. That was the one stat I had. Really? Sarah. Yeah. I didn't just say that. <laughs> Jason, go. What do you have? Did you know? <laughs> no. So, so that's it's a good point that yeah. you just made. And it also goes along to your point of actually being some of the people that actually mm-hmm. give a crap about, mm-hmm. about them. We, we are not anti-trans. Mm-hmm. They need help. Mm-hmm. They obviously need help. If, if, and that, that stat right there is on top of being trans, which, yeah, these people are insane. Okay? They're insane. They have a psychiatric issue on top of other multiple psychiatric issues. They need help for that. When a female transitions into a male, you're not making them a male. You're covering up an issue that they have, a mental issue. Why am I still talking about this? Because I know there's a a little disclaimer (laughs) thing above, but I can't just sit there and pretend like everyone else is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Megan Fox, the uh, actress, I guess. Oh my gosh, our kids. Uh Yes. I guess, I was going to just say her. She has a real problem with n- not realizing that she's very good looking. Like apparently has a real tr- trouble with this. Oh, I thought you were talking she, about her kids. No, no. Yeah, me too. She has like a body dysfor- dysmorphia oh, issue yeah. where she thinks that she looks horrible all the time. And right? she's stupid hot. And she's stupid hot. Yeah. The solution to that problem is to not fi- to like scar her skin, fill her with lots of fat, so she gets really fat, and you know make her look really ugly, mm-hmm. so that she fits her idea of what she looks like. 
the, the or, idea is or to tell convince her, her. Or tell her. Yeah, or tell her. You're right. You're, you're really right, ugly. You're really fat. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and ugly. Uh, no, the idea is to try to convince her that what she's saying is wrong. She is very good looking. Everyone knows she's very good looking. Right. She's not awful. And like that, I think, is like loss. We have to talk. Therapy is the, is a solution to try to help people deal with these things. Deal with reality. You're in a real world. You're going to have to deal with it at some point. Do you tell somebody that has anore- uh, anorexia Right. The, oh yeah! Oh girl, you're, too you, fat. you're so fat. Mm-hmm. You are too fat. You're right. You're, I'm affirming that you're fat because you. No, because she's going to die. Yeah. Literally going to die. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it is the only. It's, it's is the mad. only it's delusion. Mad. It's the only delusion that the medical community has decided. You know what? We're going to affirm that. And also, in a completely unrelated news, they're profiting off of it greatly. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, but I'm sure that's not connected at all. Um, all right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. So what you were talking about. This morning during the same press conference where Joe Biden got very testy with the reporter asking about uh, his son and his business dealings, he also said that Putin is losing the war in um, <clears throat> not, not Russia much. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has uh, become a bit of a fly around the world. Hmm. Uh, it's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. This is not the first time that Joe Biden has been in his mind back in the Iraq days. Yeah. It's not the first time he's made that gaffe. No. Uh, in the NBA, at the end of games, they release a report, an official's report, that says, like, here are the mistakes we saw referees make during this game. They should do that at the White House every day. Be like, <laughs> he said Iraq, he meant Ukraine. He said this, he meant that. Uh, he, he said his wife, he meant his, his daughter. He said his girlfriend, he said he, he meant uh, his pastor. Whatever he does on a particular day, we just release a report. Here are all the gaffes of the day. Go to town with it. At least, at least we can get it corrected. I mean, he's going to say something, and he has already done this multiple times, that, that could you know, put us in real danger. Yep. I mean, saying that he wanted to overturn the Putin administration could have led to yeah. nuclear war. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. could have started a nuclear war. Yeah. This was this was a whole lot funnier when Bush made the same exact mistake. <laughs> he did some Because he's them. the one that actually invaded Iraq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. He goes, when he invaded Iraq, you know, and all that senseless death, I was like, oh, crap. But he caught it right after. He goes, oh, I mean, he I in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, he did. This one, he's like, ah, Putin's losing that war in Iraq. I'm like, oh. Putin's fighting a war in Iraq, too? That seems odd, because he's pretty tied up with Ukraine. So I wouldn't think he'd have time for that. But all right, thanks, guys. I don't think Biden voted for Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.